1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we head into our first Premiership-less weekend of the break. Today marks one year in the Rangers job for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst with no signs that that's going to change anytime soon. Ange Postacoglu is hoping for better when Celtic venture into the Sydney Cup again this weekend and in the absence of the top flight, it's spotlight on the Championship and beyond with some massive fixtures ahead. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. Well, Satellite TV has had the Geo Van Bronckhurst uh, first anniversary special and I think Satellite TV brings down to earth all of those who think there'll be a change of manager at Ibrox I cannot for the life of me accept that Rangers would let a calendar week go by do nothing at all about it and then sack the manager he's here and he's here for the season are we surviving Kenny? It's nearly nearly a whole week without top flight football Are we, are we going to be okay? Are we going to make it through the next couple? I'm not going to make it through, I know that It's uh, it's going to be a long four weeks, that's for sure Gordon But yeah, I think Hugh's pretty much nailed it there The the kind of lack of any activity Ibrox suggests that Giovanni is going to be there uh, After the after this World Cup break and lead the team into the next round of fixtures So it's... Uh, there's still a, a bit of uncertainty there because there's not really been any communication, but it certainly looks that way. And I agree with you. It's, it's onwards and upwards. Yes, that'll interest you, Rangers fans, I'm sure. So do pick up the phone. And of course, you, we always find the positives. Anytime there is a top flight winter break, this one, granted, is a little bit different. But it gives us a good chance to shine the spotlight into areas that we don't always get the chance. The Championship is one of the most hotly competitive leagues yep. going about so it'll be great to take in some of those fixtures tomorrow and hopefully we get a bit of that on the phones tonight so if you are a fan of a championship club and beyond and you listen to this show and you think oh, it's always about the top flight and the big teams I'd love to hear a bit more about my team the floor is yours 01419511025 I want us to make up the dugouts at Firhill tomorrow <laughs> when Ian McCall meets Dick Campbell Partick Thistle versus Arbroath Ian, the Prince of the West End of Glasgow Versus Redick Yeah, going to be a, a fine fixture card Across the Championship and down the leagues tomorrow We are looking forward to that So like I say, if that's something you have been waiting patiently To get your thoughts across on Then please do 01419511025 And although the top flight football's not here That doesn't mean your mind drifts away It's just impossible We live for it We're obsessed with this stuff So Rangers fans One year in the Rangers job today For Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Does that cause you a bit more time for reflection Maybe you, maybe you look back a bit more in depth And you, you, maybe you've softened in your criticism or, or maybe in fact you feel even more entrenched in your opinion That there should be some change at the top You can let us know Does the very fact that Sky have an interview Which went out today Albeit it was filmed prior to the break Does the very fact that that's there and it's out there Mean that Rangers aren't thinking about Managerial change Or is that overthinking it You tell us 0141-951-1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB And anything else that's on your mind Maybe you've been sitting Patiently waiting for a bit of a quiet moment To talk about transfers Or players that have caught your eye Or reflections on the first part of the season Whatever it is This is the time And the place To share it 0141-951-1025 It's almost... Inconceivable That Rangers manager 
over a 12-month period can take the team to a European final and before his 12 months are up, the fans want him out. I mean, we are wacky at the best of times, but this is incredible. Nine points behind Celtic. The majority of Rangers fans who call this programme want him out, but Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is here to stay. And I suppose whether it's this topic or any other that's out there, Hugh, everything has just got a slightly different lens to look at it through because never had this before. No. So whether it's transfer planning, uh, whether it's squad scheduling or training schedules or whether it is managerial change, everything just feels a bit different. I don't think the top flight will have ever gone into this sort of five week, four week break no, in November. Never ever. Um and I've been around a while as you know. Yes, absolutely. Uh never ever and it will be like a brand new season starting, except that the reigning champions will start with a nine-point lead. So, we'll all come back to a brand new season. Hems have lost six of seven. Will they go to Ibrox, change men? Aberdeen have Celtic at Petaudry for the first game back. Jim Goodwin has done good things since moving there. Could it be the case that Rangers are hoping that they beat Hibs and Aberdeen beat Celtic and we're back to six points and it's game on? 01419511025 I'm sure many of you will have heard it If you haven't Let me play some of that interview That Giovanni Van Bronckers gave to Sky uh, Just before the break He is one year in the job today uh, What do you make of some of these comments Rangers fans Pick up the phone right now He's defending the club's transfer policy uh, And he's insisting that it is very much his squad And says he is planning to strengthen in January Every player in this squad is my player it doesn't mean I have to get new players, then it's my team. I think that's not my, uh, that's not my job of any manager. So whenever you, you take a job, you know, and that's what I did last year, from the moment I stepped into that door, these are my players. And I work with the players. And sometimes you go, okay, you have you know, changes in, in, in squads because of players, you know, or out of contract, or we sell them, or maybe we need to refresh the squad. You know, that's that's the moment you will uh, have every window that's that's coming, and it's for me the same. But every player in my squad is my player. I don't I don't like when you take oh, this is not my squad. Well, this is my squad. I speak you know almost every day with Ross, and uh, we we need to see how how my squad is. You know, in in uh, when when the window uh, uh, comes closer, because we we miss a lot of players at the moment. Uh, I think every time every window. You have to make sure you end the window stronger than you started the window. And that's for this window the same. can maybe look at that in a couple of ways. Kenny talking about the notion of his players versus Steven Gerrard's players. Another his. He says every single player here is mine. Whether a bit of that is laced with a defence of accusations that you sometimes hear or, or question marks about who signs players, who identifies them. Um, clearly, Giovanni Van Bronckers taking some ownership. Well, he needs to because it is. It's his squad. I mean, I think he's absolutely bang on when he when you set foot in the building as a manager. They, that, that's your team. That's your squad. Whether there's a transfer window upcoming or whether you're coming in mid-season, that's the group of players you've got. 
if there's transfer windows like there is one coming up, you're always looking to upgrade and you're looking to strengthen. But uh, I, I like what he says because there's also players up there before the Steven Gerrard era. You know, you've got Tavernier was brought back in 2015 under Mark Warburton. You've got Morelos, who's been a massive player for pretty much every manager that he's been there under. So, it's uh, yeah, I think he's, he's bang on with that. What needs to happen, clearly, is what he touched on. There needs to be recruitment in January and the, the squad needs strengthened. Dominic is a Rangers fan. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst there Dominic speaking to Sky He's one year In the job today How do you feel about him On his first birthday If you like First anniversary Good, good, good evening Gordon uh, Kenny and Uncle Stu uh, I, I think it's we've Gone through the Europa League final To now But it has It's been abysmal This season's been Absolutely sh- shocking But The both haven't even Come out and said it Which I, I can understand it's, it's crazy man but I'll just my point to the guys tonight. I think mm-hmm. what do I think about Doug, Big Duncan Ferguson? Think he's in by a shout if Gio goes. This keeps happening, Hugh. Um, yeah. Where we we get suggestions about who the next Rangers manager should be. When, for all we know, they're not looking for a, a new manager. Uh-huh. That's fine. You know, Dominic and anyone else can call up about what they like. You're not going to. Sh- I'm not going to shoot it down. Refuse to acknowledge it. A pretty weird position to be in. Yeah. Especially if. Well, let, let, let me ask you then. The fact that. Yes, that interview was recorded before the World Cup break, obviously, because yep. things have moved on since then. The fact that it's out there at all, does does that make any difference to you in terms of the likelihood that Rangers change the manager? Rangers, if they were going to change the manager, would have done so in the immediate aftermath of the draw so. at Paisley, which put Celtic nine points ahead of Rangers. I do not believe for one instant that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst will not be in the dugout when Rangers play Hibs. In the first match after the World Cup, and as for you are known for terrible predictions, yeah, though, yeah, it must yeah, be yeah. Said. But I'll, I'll, I'll you know what I mean, Well, I have yet to hear anyone, Kenny Miller included, I've yet to hear anyone say he won't be there mm. when Hibs get there um, mid December. As for Duncan Ferguson, for me, when he was at Everton and he took over as interim manager whenever crisis struck at Goodison Park. The rapport he had with the Everton fans was sensational to watch. However, I think he's a name plucked out of the air by Rangers supporters here. And I'm not entirely sure why he left Ibrox in 1994. Therefore, he's been out of the country almost 30 years. I'm not saying that debars you from holding the post. But I think Rangers, were they to replace Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, and they are clearly not going to do so mid-season, they would be looking for someone with greater first-hand managerial experience than Duncan Ferguson. Kenny, before we get to that suggestion, I'm interested in the bit Dominic said about, you know, we've not heard anything. We don't know either way. So you've got that, you've got the silence, and you've got... Again, this might be completely innocent. You know, that interview was done before the break, and and it's out today. D- does that does it is that any sort of endorsement of Geo that Rangers have let that happen, or you know, do you read into that stuff, or is that just overthinking? You know, I I think that the lack of any clarity on 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 the position, I think that leads us to speculate. You know, so when you see the interview going out, you automatically think, oh, what, what's this here? Does this mean this? Does this mean that? Common sense would say that if Rangers are allowing that to go out, then there's no decision to be made. Giovanni's their man, they believe in him, they believe he's the man to take the club forward and turn it around. 
again, but, but the lack, I, I would have liked to have seen a bit of communication somewhere. And it's whether it's what everybody wants to hear or not, at least it takes the uncertainty away that we could be on the show tonight saying, no, no, there's been, it's mm-hmm. been cleared up. Giovanni's going to be the man that's going to be minimum to the end of the season. Uh, X, Y, Z And we're not suggesting names For the next manager Which has been going on For a few weeks now as well You know So I think that constant speculation Surrounding Mm. the job uh, Is it going to be in Is it going to be not Is automatically going to lead to Okay If he does go Who's going to be next in charge And that's where you get All the the names coming out Under the sun And it's clear to see Fans always have an affiliation To ex-players You know Particularly guys that are Got a a large A big character Larger than life character Duncan Ferguson being one of them And like Hughes right what he done when he was he was the the, the caretaker ever and it was it was special you know that I think it was it was at Old Trafford when he hugs the the, the wee the wee fan or the ball boy was that somewhere that he's, he's hugging the ball yeah. boy he's just he's got that kind of that rapport not just with the fans but I thought he had it with the players as well you know so these kind of guys I mean, I mean Reno Gattuso always seems to come at the woodwork as well somebody with Gio great managerial pedigree ex-player I mean Giovanni himself was an ex-player you know so the minute his name came up a year ago it was uh, it was an obvious contender How does this happen then Dominic we're on the one year anniversary of him taking the job and you've mentioned the Europa League final how do we get to the point where a manager in his first year has a Europa League final on his CV but you're calling in to name his replacement. What's gone wrong? Thank God, I think we know always, always been wrong this season. It's not been good enough. But it's to the guy saying that he'll be there until the end of the season. I kind of see that happening. See, see if, if he get. It's by the way, it's looking likely that the now is he's going to be there for the game against Hibs at Ibrox in December. But see if the, the results don't pick up and see the board day back in January. But then it still doesn't turn it turn any any. Mm-hmm. Performance and the results, he'll be away, and I would like to. Uh, that's who I would like to see personally. But it's if you're going for the Europa League final to what it is is now. From your week clip you played for Sky, I watched his interview earlier. He's he carried he how can he turn around and say that that they're his players? Some of the players wouldn't if if that was Stephen Gerrard wouldn't have even get signed. You could. Tell that for an absolute mile away. Yeah. I mean, I think be, he meant that in a very literal sense, though, Hugh, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He, he was clever with his words, I thought, by saying that they are, they, are, they are my players, of course. That's not the same as saying I signed all of them. Not the same as saying I knew all of them. Uh, not the same as saying I wouldn't have some of them. Uh, so he was clever with his words there. But it would be a very odd strategy if Rangers were going to let Giovanni Van Bronckers come back. And if Hibs get a draw at Ibrox, say, oh, we'll need to get rid of them. You're not running. No, no, no. You're not running your club properly if that kind of thing is going on. I believe that the board and Ross Wilson think that it's not yet irretrievable. If Rangers beat Hibs and Celtic were to lose at Pataudry, and there are three old firm games to go. You're back in the hunt. That's <laughs> a that's a little stretch. That eh? again, really, really hypothetical. The, the, the thing is, should Rangers beat Hibs? Absolutely, they should. Will they? Again, who knows? With the performances, I mean, they, both teams actually know in great form. So it's going to be. It's it's a, it's a not both managers really need the win. I mean, I think Lee Johnson, if he was to come to Ibrox and get a point, it would be deemed a really really good point. 
but for Giovanni, no. It needs to be mm. immediate hit the ground running, no points drop. For me again, I said this with four games to go before the break though, Gordon. Twelve points is a must. And then it dropped. And it nine, dropped and, and, then it dropped, yeah. and all of a sudden you and end up with seven out of the twelve, which was which leads to the nine point gap. And it's going to be the same leading into the next old firm game. It needs to be maximum points going into the next but old firm game. Even if you game. lost that game. Uh, and you then say For the sake of conversation If they both keep winning Until the 2nd of January And Celtic win at Ibrox mm. And they're 12 clear And the board then Get rid of the manager Why did you let A five week period When you could have altered things Why did you let that pass? Well, you know, sorry go on You know why it's, it's a, a, We're at a crazy point In, in this decision mm-hmm. for me Because you've got this break Everybody in the world can see if a team's going to change it, what a really good time to do it now. If you don't, preparations will already have been underway for January recruitment. So that's between the manager, it's between Ross, it's between the staff, the scouts, everything going on into January. If you then do it in January, is that all that preparation wasted? It's a real, real... It's a, a sensitive time mm. for these types of decisions And that's why, listen, maybe it is going to take a little bit more time And maybe they still are, are making a decision But I think you need to be strong and really, really clear in, in the way you're going to go Tell me there's a break without telling me there's a break I think we just previewed a game that was four weeks away <laughs> That's where we are Thank you Dominic 01419511025 We'll take more of your calls And some more interesting stuff from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Who would you rather spend your Friday night with than Hugh Keevens or Kenny Miller? Right, don't answer that. But if you do want to speak to them, nevertheless, please pick up the phone on 0141-951-1025 or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. One year in the job for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. How do you look back on that, Rangers fans? Does that Cause you to maybe sit and think about things a bit more rationally Think about them at length a bit more Does it change anything in terms of how you're feeling About where the club is at at the moment uh, Does the fact that he's, you know, It was last week, yes, he spoke to Sky The interview is out there today Does that in any way mean the Rangers board aren't thinking about changing Or does that not come into it for you You can pick up the phone and let us know uh, Rod is on Twitter He says there's no chance Gio gets sacked Some of these players need to kick up the backside they have a lot to answer for Says Rod on Twitter uh, Let's bring in Brian though Who's a Rangers fan Are you along Rod's way of thinking Brian you want to cut the manager some slack On his first anniversary 100% We've been dealt a hell of a blow With all these injuries We've sailed Bassett We've sailed Arivo Who's pivotal uh, to us getting to the Europa League final I just feel all the injuries that we'll get out, we're playing players out of position, James Sands, Lundstrom, where it's centre back, midfield. They're playing players out of position to fill the gap that the players are, that are out injured. I think after the World Cup, I think you'll see a different animal because you'll probably get maybe 70% of the players back after injury. Uh, I just feel, give him a chance. Kenny, how much of a mitigation is the injury list? It's big. Absolutely, it's, uh, I think two in particular stand out for me is, is Golton, who's been an absolute rock for five years at the club and, and Tom Lawrence, in an attacking sense I think he's, when he signed, I thought he would be a really good sign he'll add goals, he'll add creativity he's got a real work ethic about him, an experienced player a good performer in the Championship, international player I just thought it was uh, it would have been a really good signing which I think he was proven to be so those two in particular 
The, the list is obviously a lot longer. Mm-hmm. I think centre-backs has been a big problem through Hillander, through Davies, through uh, Suter all being injured. <clears throat> obviously, you're looking at James Sands, who is a kind of utility player. Is he a midfield? Is he a right-back? Is he a centre-back? Pitched in alongside young Leon King as, as a centre-back pair in which... With the greatest of respect, is not going to it's not going to win your league. You know, I think it's going to lead to problems, uh, which which I've seen and, and and drop points. But for me, they're the only two. This is the thing that as much as the injury list is really really long, they're the only two players I think it would really really make a big difference. But they would hmm. make a big difference. Brian's basic point is he wants Giovanni to be cut some slack. Yeah, because of injuries. Bassi and Arivo were not replaced by hmm. players of similar caliber. Uh, that's somebody's fault. Do we know though on Tom Lawrence then? Because I, I don't know. Is that was that the Aribo replacement? If you like, do we know? I get what you're saying. You, he certainly hasn't replaced him because he's not played. Yeah. But is that where the bad luck or the injury situation kicks in? Were it not for the injury, how do we know Tom Lawrence wouldn't have been the appropriate Aribo replacement? Right. I appreciate that, but you know. Th- the injuries are undeniable But Kenny has just said that Only two players, mm. Lawrence and Goldson Would be in the irreplaceable category uh, As well as Aribo and Bassey Not being adequately replaced You have the ongoing saga Of Morelos The player who is A pale imitation of the one he used to be Kent Who gives you a good performance Every now and then the famous Kent Locker Where all the goods are contained He still hasn't found it yet uh, So yes I understand that injuries Can be brought up in defence of the manager However there are other things going on That prosecute the manager Yeah people always come up with these lists Brian Don't they That The things that go for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Is obviously Winning the Scottish Cup Getting to the Europa League final Therefore qualifying for the Champions League The people who come up with lists That don't go in Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's favour Mention things like Losing a six point lead uh, To Celtic last season Getting heavily beaten by Celtic last season Getting heavily beaten by Celtic At the start of this season Sometimes these come into it and Were injuries to blame for those things? Probably no, no. Probably no. Celtic were bit, uh, the better team on that day. Uh, it's not to say that Rangers can't turn it around for the coming January. Uh, Whether Celtic have a bad day or no, we'll never think it comes around. But I just feel, you're, as you said, there's two pivotal players, uh, Goldson and Lawrence. But you're missing a, a, a centre for it because we're really only got one. Because Morelos is not interested. There he is, away in a bench, away in a beach, suddenly sell. Where he could be back in the training pitch. Working, a, working away Trying to get his fitness back up And then getting the manager on a headache Right, who do I play? Because at the end of the day We'll only really get Cholak If Roof was fit Then that would push Morelos Doing the pecking order I would think But yeah, Morelos I think Morelos is a different animal But he's no fit uh, Listen Brian You're absolutely spot on But He's also not injured though yeah, but, Well that's it He's available You know And it's that's a, I don't know. I actually don't know what the, what the point on that is because a player's kind of lacking form and, and by the way, maybe a little bit of interest as well. Like they still, he's, he's not injured. He's, he's he's a player that's available. And ultimately, people again on the list that, that Gordon's put there, people on the negative side of the geo list will be well. It's up to you to get the best of him. It's up to you to, to get him back performing to the level that he's capable of and scoring goals again. To, but go back to what the Giovanni Van Bronker said in the first clip you played. But these are my players. Yes, they are. And Morelos is one of your players How in the name of goodness Is he in the physical state that he is in 
on your watch Why have you allowed this to develop to the extent that it has? And I, I, I knew some fan As soon as I saw that picture of Alfredo Morelos on the beach <coughs> With his sunglasses on I knew some fans would react like that um, I guess we have to cut the tiniest bit Not not even cut the slack But acknowledge that he might be in the gym Four <coughs> hours a day on this hall I, I just don't know but it's also understandable that Brian doesn't like the optics of it, yeah? Is that fair? Of course it is. Of course, I mean, he's, when, when you see the performance again, he's in the latest game where Cholak's out injured and Morelos has got the chance to go and say, look, like Brian just said there, to give Gio a headache for, for, for after the break, that he wants to be the number nine again. I want to be the guy starting. I want to be the guy getting all the all the love for, and, the, and the adulation for these Rangers fans by scoring the goals. He was poor. You know, he was miles off it because he's not... A right, he's not the right level of fitness to go and perform at the top level of his game. So when you see that, like you say, he could have done a, a right shift and he's just settling and relaxing with a, with a nice wee uh, drink on the beach with his wife. Orange juice. You know, I mean, it could have been anything, you know, but <laughs> it just doesn't look good, you know, particularly when everybody knows the kind of issues that, that he's had to trying to get up to a level of fitness and sharpness to even get back into the team to be a, a contender to start for Gio. And then you see that. So listen, I get it. But uh, the bottom line is, on the beach or not on the beach, his performances have not been good enough this season, and he's not in the right physical state to go and perform at the best to show the best version of Alfredo. That's what everybody's been screaming out for all season. And then you would have two re- two really really good options pushing each other for that number nine jersey. I mean, at the risk of seriously overanalyzing a guy on his holidays, <laughs> is it this? <laughs> to I was going to ask Brian, but he's gone. I'll ask you instead. Then does it? Do you get to a point when it's like go on holiday if you want? Don't post pictures of yourself on well, social. Right. Does that matter? I mean, are we now taking I, that stuff too far? It shows he doesn't care. But does it though? Yeah, I think it does. I think it so. does. He he's, he speaks more English than people believe. He understands more about the local environment than people believe, and he must know that he's a topic of conversation for supporters. And for me, you really ought not to be doing that. I mean. The, the, on the back of a game in which you have been absolutely useless and in that game you have fallen nine points behind Celtic hmm. uh, I, I agree with you if the man's got a break I have no problem with him going back to Colombia the country of his birth I think he is it, Me- it doesn't really matter I thought it was Mexico no, oh, no, it really doesn't matter no, is it Colombia North, right? North Colombia there we go uh, Oh, it's hell's in you, you know? Uh, no. <laughs> I did say we were overanalyzing it, didn't I? Uh, but you know, he caused us to overanalyze yeah. it. Okay. You know, have your break. Why are you putting out a photograph to people who think that you are overweight and a non achiever? Ah, it's all about the gram, you see. It's, a, it's an older generation talking that you don't need to worry about these things on the Nokia. No, yeah, but I can see it in the paper. Well, that's what happens, I suppose. Anyway, right, um, thank you um, for. Brian's call Let's hear a bit more From Giovanni Van Bronckhorst That interview with Sky Saying he felt The team were mentally affected By The Champions League defeats Is that something That we're still seeing? It's for everyone to To see You know uh, I think uh, Physically You know We had to uh, uh, Play on a much higher Level uh, Than we are used to And of course When you play uh, Against Napoli And Liverpool Ajax And and you lose games, you know, your, your mental energy uh, is also affected, which is normal because we are all human beings and whenever you have a setback or, or a disappointing moment, it will affect your, uh, 
uh, your well-being, and that's that, that's been hard because you know those are things who are uh, uh, harder for us. In in comparison, we had last season, and we also had to do it in a shorter period because of the World Cup that's coming. So it's like very very demanding. We've seen I, that. I'd leave, uh, I'd leave out that topic of conversation if I were him, because. The, the fans, again, it's a case of failing to read the room. The fans didn't like it when Rangers lost 4-0 to Ajax. They liked it even less when the manager came out afterwards and said, well, there's no point in thinking that we can beat teams like that. Then he was branded defeatist, and that went on throughout the, the group. And Liverpool come and score seven goals at Ibrox. And now he's still talking about uh, these teams come from a much higher level. Yes, it's the Champions League. That tends to happen. It's up to you to find a way, if not to qualify for the knockout stages, at least find a way of not humiliating yourself. You know, on the face of it, Kenny, losing might impact your confidence. I, you know, that's not there's nothing else shattering there. But th- does it have to be that way? Does it have to have that effect that, that he fears? I don't think so. But what the domestic performances leading into these games for me, it's hand in hand. The heavy Champions League defeats led to a lack of confidence, which led to a, a, a lack of belief in, in performance domestically. You could flip it and say, well, Celtic never had a great Champions League campaign, but we're still performing pretty well. Yeah, they had a wee couple of games where they had to scrape by, but they got by. You know, they got by and then they found their, their, their scintillating best over, over, the, over the next few games as well. And they go into this break nine points clear after 15 games. So and they, they a, had heavy defeats in there as well. Did. So is this where performances come into it or... Belief within games or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's also the, this perception that, that that comes in, and it's a narrative that sounds. Listen, the performances are decent in the Champions League. I know we had this a couple yeah. of weeks. Ago, we'll leave this. We'll just draw a line there. But the performance for what Ange would want to see in his team, I think he can, that's where he can take the positives from against the level of the opposition that he was playing. This Champions League level, they were able to perform at it, and then they could look at. Look for improvement. Yes, the results weren't good enough, but they were pretty happy about how the team went, which allowed them to maintain this this uh, narrative that Celtic are playing this this mm. brandy football. And domestically, they were then and going putting the results together. Let's bring in Jim, who's a Rangers fan on the line in Rutherglen. Jim, one year in the job. How do you feel about that year and uh, what the next year holds? Uh, good evening, guys. How are you doing? Good, um, thank you. Good. Well, you can you can sum it up in uh, his last year and one night, the Europa League final. That was his highlight. Um, you're going to take the plaudits for that. But I've been trying to be supportive earlier this season. Um, Realised that you can't just get rid of your manager every time that you have a blip and you have a wee bit of a, a bad run. But we're way, we're way by that. We're way by that. Way. I mean, I don't care who you are. You shouldn't be losing seven goals at home to anybody. Anybody can be organised and rigid and hard to beat. And I think the worrying thing for me now is, in my opinion, I think he's dead as Rangers manager. And if the board, the only reason they're keeping him there is because they brought in the revenue for the Champions League and that was the be-all and the end-all for him. And I've heard a couple of guys mention Duncan Ferguson, right? And I wouldn't would mind Sean Dyche, but they guys have a presence, a bit of an aura, something about them. And I don't think the Rangers board want that kind of guy. I think they want someone like Van Bronckhurst that they can... Maybe manipulate well, they, they, they wanted Stephen Gerrard And you wouldn't describe Stephen Gerrard as somebody You could manipulate So I don't think that's the problem I think the problem And you're right to it's a slightly different boardroom though When 
Stephen Gerrard first arrived Yeah but I don't believe A club like Rangers Want a puppet In place You know They're, they're looking for somebody To challenge Celtic Celtic have got One title Under their belt And they are nine points Clear in the next one So They want A proper Challenge to Celtic um, I think Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Has Lost points to St Johnston To St Mirren And to Livingston Now He can talk all he likes About Meeting teams from a higher level when he's in the Champions League, there's no excuse for him not winning against St Mirren, St Johnston, and Livingston. And Ange Postecoglou, although his Champions League was not great either, he gives off the feeling that we'll go out, no excuses, as he said about the defeat to Sydney. I don't play the violin, mate. They're there to win the games. Uh, and that's his outlook on life. Giovanni Van Bronckers. Seems to be An excuse maker uh, Jim I don't know him personally I've had a couple of professional dealings with him Seems very pleasant uh, Are you being unfair? What makes you think that he is Easy to manipulate Giovanni Van Bronckhurst? I just I don't believe all these signings were his I believe that I don't believe there's any of the guys That he's went That's the man for me I want him I think they've all been compromised if you look at the the away game with Eindhoven with Morelos, his handling of Morelos has been shocking. Um, the night when he left him at the squad and he asked senior players if that was all right. You imagine Sunis or Walter Smith doing that? I'm thinking doing that. What kind of image is that to portray yourself? Kenny, you'll be able to answer that without going over all ground too much. Is that wildly uncommon that a manager has a sort of leadership group? Or And by the way, there was always a, a debate as to what extent those players influenced that decision anyway. I don't think they, they had a, a decisive say, but... I don't think they would have had any kind of say in the action that was taken. I think he would have let them know the action that was going to be taken, and they would have then had a response to that action. I just find it interesting because at that time there was a lot of positivity surrounding Giovanni, how he handled that situation, because... Again, no players bigger than the club. If you're no toe on the line, you're no living up to the high standards that are set at that football club. High standards that every one of the other team mates are, are, are living up to, then there needs to be repercussions. And let's be honest, it's not the first time that there's been a, a situation surrounding Alfredo. So, and Giovanni, again, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Clearly, at that point, he felt that he needed to act. And by the way, he needed to act for the good of the group. Because you need to stand as a manager When there's these things are going on If one guy's doing it If you've got certain characters in your dressing room Think well if he's doing it I can do it You know particularly guys that are no playing Or in that wee, that wee group of no playing So I think he handled that In my opinion he handled it well And I think he got a lot of positive feedback After mm. after the way he dealt with it I mean Jim does the When does the personal responsibility Go on to that player then Rather than the fact that the manager Handled that wrong Well I, th I think the team is absolutely soulless Are you talking about Sorry Morelos As yeah. an, an yeah. individual Well see if he came out in a, in a press conference And just says Alfredo Morelos Isn't in the squad He's not been applying himself In training The fans would just go Right fair dues You've made the call But Oh it's Morelos His attitude has been appalling But it's been appalling Off and on Since he's been at the club It's nothing new It's how he, how he handles it As a manager mm. We should have cashed down on him when we were getting offered 15, 20 million, 100%. Yep, absolutely correct. He's um, He's been pandered to, and now you're paying the price of pandering. Thank you, Jim. 01419511025. Great time to call. That means you could be up next. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Tell you what, sounds like a quiet night on the roads out oh. there. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if Stephen Mills away up the road. I'm sure there is a perfectly reasonable explanation. That was one back. for the pedestrians like me. Ah, exactly. It's very easy for you. You don't need to worry about the traffic and travel. Uh, Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 0141951025 uh, or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, so get your thoughts in. Let the guys know what is on your mind tonight, this Friday night. And don't forget, I'm looking for you fans of championship clubs because. I am sure if I was you I'd get a bit frustrated That these big teams in the Premiership Get most of the limelight Well let's have a wee chat About what's happening this weekend Because there's some brilliant fixtures In fact five in total Everybody uh, in action In the Championship tomorrow So get your thoughts in Thistle fans What's happening there Not going great at the moment Dundee against Hamilton Should be interesting Greenock Morton Are they the surprise package Well it's a trip to Cove Rangers tomorrow and Wraith Queen's Park as well So an Air United Roger Hanna's team If you like uh, Up there in Inverness So 01419511025 On the phones Or Twitter Is At Clyde SSB I think We're about to speak to Billy Are we? Who's a Rangers fan? Yes we are uh, Billy what's your point For the guys tonight? Hi Gordon Thanks for putting me on the show I appreciate it Pleasure What's your point? Um Obviously, I've heard a lot about, you know, obviously this is Giovanni's first anniversary in the job. Mm-hmm. Now, when Giovanni came along, everybody knows he was six points clear. He did take us to the Europa Cup final. He did win the Scottish Cup final. But since then, I've seen such a decline. In, um, it's over two best players that haven't been replaced, as far as I'm concerned, with the same standard. But you think back to when Ange took her at Celtic, um, he was he was barefed, you know the situation he went into, but he built that up, and within his first year, I don't know if I'm correct on this, but you know please tell me if I'm wrong. But he'd won the league cup, he'd, he'd won the league, mm-hmm. he'd humiliated Rangers at Celtic Park, and as he just went to strength to strength. As far as I'm concerned, uh, the Rangers board have to come out and say something. Because the Rangers fans have backed him to the hilt, and uh, the, the Rangers fans are just—it's an old—it's an old word. Even my, even you might know this. The Rangers fans are getting dished. You know, they're just getting no response at all. Before my time here, you're going yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You're going I to mean, educate me, Kenny. Choose any word you like. Uh, blanked, whatever. What was what was the word there? Dished was the word that uh, Billy used. I'm going to use that this um, weekend, but. I'll board, be dished within five minutes of getting in the yeah. house tonight, that's for sure. So the board <laughs> clearly have no intention of saying anything. Otherwise they would have said it by now. You they, sh- you're that you're firm in that belief, yeah. You don't yeah. think it's a taking a bit I mean, of time to For me, the, the the way that Celtic and Rangers respond to these matters is that within twenty four to forty eight hours, when the stuff hits the ventilator, you have to Come out straight away and placate your supporters and give them an indication of the way ahead. No one has done that. Therefore, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst will return. The players will mm. come back from their break and they will get ready for the game against Hibs at Ibrooks. And that's the end of the matter. There will be no change of manager. I think it would make <laughs> breaking news, Gordon. I know. It's breaking Hold on, news. We've got a Ranger statement. <laughs> Let's see if you can take his form from like game match predictions into I repeat the stories. Not one person on this program 
Not Kenny Miller Not the Dazzler Not the Mushroom No one has said They just like to stick their neck on the line The way well, you do Well in it's that sport. case It's sport to in you In that case Come out Come out wherever you are um, Billy would Right Honestly would that make a difference Because I keep hearing it Kenny's of that view You've mentioned it as well What What good can be done From The board issuing a statement At half seven I'll bring you it in half an hour Saying Gio's the man and we're not changing them or, or whatever You honestly think that, Does everyone then just take that in the chin Or does it just allow you to draw a line what, What's achieved by that? I, th- I think they would take it on the chin A lot of people know agree with it And some people would agree with it But it's just a case of We're in the darkness And the team You know, you're going there every week saying What's the team going to be today? You don't know for week to week What the team's going to be there's players out there that just don't want to be in the team. That's the impression I get. When um, is that? When is that line? When's that line crossed, then, Billy? Or when was it crossed? Because football club boards won't come out and issue statements or back the manager every time fans get a bit grumpy, you know, on Twitter or or whatever, or, or get a bit upset about results. So, when did it go too far? When did it go to the point that that simply has to happen? Well, it's just a case of nobody's come out and said what's... I'll go back again from a statement about Barasek and Aribo. The board didn't actually come out and say, right, we're going to replace them with... We're in the dark. Kenny? I think think the place and the time for that was was now. was this week. It's a break. Again, Mm. a break we've never, ever had. And after St Mirren. It's been after drop points at Livingston, a defeat against St Johnston, and a draw against St Mirren. And now you've now got five weeks without any action. The time was then So for fans And I agree I think some kind of Some kind of communication Would have Where it can help is The uncertainty is taken away So this Being in the darkness Like Billy says Is not there Some will agree Some won't agree But There's a line drawn under it There's no uncertainty There's no debates About whether it's It's going to change the manager Or whether they're going to Stick by Geo. They make the statement In the back And then they talk about The positive January transfer window you're going to have and oh all right okay fans might start to be a little bit more accepting to what the plan to move forward is so I just I think it could have made a difference you're right every poor result you don't expect mm-hmm. a board or someone within the club to make a statement but I think at this time with this break that is absolutely rare to our football it would have been not a bad time off the back of those results and very quickly do you agree with your learned colleague then we're at the end of the first week I do agree that's it he's staying I do agree yeah. as far as you're concerned yeah Okay, thank you very much to Billy on the line. It's that time of the night already. What a quick hour that's been. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Oh, tell me you heard last night's Beat the Pundit. The contestant was to beat the pundit what Xavi and Iniesta were to European football over the Tell last few years. Enough. No. Pass, 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 oh, pass, yeah. pass, pass. <laughs> Constant, rapid, pass nearly every question. And it, it meant an easy victory in the end for Mark Wilson. And uh, what it did do was it put to bed the chances of a clean sweep for the listeners this week because the, the listeners have been in very good form, the pundits not so much. So let's see what we can do tonight. 0141 951 1025. And for Beat the Pundit, you need to get your calls in before seven o'clock. So give us a call right now. And where are you, fans of the championship? Come on down. This is your chance. Your league is in the spotlight this weekend. Partick Thistle fans, how bad has it been? How big is tomorrow at home to our broth and anything else? From the remaining leagues that are on Get those calls in right now please 
0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Lots of discussion. Again, about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst But today specifically because it's one year in the job So Rangers fans, wonder if that's caused you to pause for more deep and meaningful reflection And what your conclusions are Pick up the phone Celtic fans, of course, you're in Sydney Cup action this weekend And it is the chance for the Championship to shine this weekend I keep saying it because I mean it You must be frustrated at times, Championship fans I'll admit it there's not enough hours in the day for us to give the championship the attention it deserves always. So this would be a great opportunity to look at five fantastic fixtures tomorrow and particularly looking at some of our local sides and stuff that's going on because Morton, you're flying high. Partick Thistle, not quite so much on a difficult run at the moment. Hamilton, not a cracking opening to the season for you either. So why not give us a call? Let's use this opportunity. Let's... Find the silver lining of the top flight shutting down Let's talk about some of the other stories that deserve the spotlight Come on 01419511025 And we'll get to you after we play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, Beat the Pundit time James, how are you? James in Postle Park yeah, hi, good evening, Gordon. Sure, Kenny. Right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to, um, I'm going to change the advice, James. I've done this show for many years now, and every night I always say to the callers, if you don't know, just pass and move on. But the problem was last night the contestant passed pretty much every question, so don't pass them all. Right, that's the only advice I can give you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'll, I'll try hard. Good. That's the reason I'm phoning in. I'm hoping I can't do worse than that. <laughs> That's the way to look at it, Kenny. Honestly, this guy, ninety percent possession, no shots on target. <laughs> it's the worst set of. of do you know what I liked about him? Was that a clean sheet? He took it. Uh, Did he get any right? No, he got none. None. All right. Um, it was two 0 I think, to Mark Wilson. But do you know what? He took it in the great spirit, and I loved it. But he was laughing. If you don't laugh, you'll cry, and all that. Good so, um, it was good. But you had a wee defeat on your scorecard this, this week. week. Yes, Did you uh, know? Yep. So uh, let's, let's see what we can do here I'll toss the coin See if you get the chance to get back on the saddle Or if it is indeed Kenny Miller's turn Heads it will be Hugh Tails It will be Kenny And it is it's Tails Kenny Miller up against James from Postle Park So what we do is give Kenny some Clyde 2 We get your clock ready James And if you don't know You can think about passing But please don't pass them all okay <laughs> Yeah yeah Right good man 30 Thank seconds you. then on Thanks. the clock And your time starts now who do Celtic face in their next Sydney Super Cup game? Everton. Which Rangers manager signed Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? The Cavacan. The UK and Ireland have submitted a bid to host which major tournament? Euros. Name any, SP, any SPFL player in Australia's World Cup squad? Adam Moy. Who was the last team Celtic played in the knockout stages of a European tournament? Okay, let's bring back Kenny Can you hear us, Kenny? Sure can, Good, yeah. same set of questions Ready? Let's go Who does Celtic face in their next Sydney Super Cup Everton. game? Which Rangers manager signed Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? The Cabocat The UK and Ireland have submitted a bid to host which major tournament? The Euros Which year? 2028 20, Name any SPFL player in Australia's World Cup squad Moy Who is the last team Celtic played in knockout stages of a European tournament? Leipzig Name any scorer in the 2022 Scottish Cup final. Ryan Jack. Who
who were the only previous World Cup winners who've not qualified for this year's tournament? Italy. James, he got a few more in. Is that going to be your undoing? I was too fast. Oh, he was fast, wasn't he? He was fast. But James, you know, I thought you were both good. You both got off to a good start. Who does Celtic face in their next Sydney Cup game, Everton? Um, is it Sunday? Early hours of yeah. Sunday, thank you. Four like, in the morning? Yeah. Are you going to get up and watch it? Are you kidding me, on? <laughs> You'll still be up. Well, well in that case, I still will be watching it. Think, think about it. Strictly, what else do you. The, the masked dancer or whatever. I don't, oh, I'm I not really that. familiar no, with no, Saturday no, no. Night TV. I just watched the Godfather trilogy. Couple of glasses of red, nod off. Then maybe wake back up And then No Can't convince you Alright okay Dick Advocate signed Giovanni Van Bronckhorst You both knew that UK and Ireland Have submitted a bid To host which major tournament uh, It was Euro 2028 You both got it um, Any SPFL player In Australia's squad You both went Aaron Moy as well Both got it Of course yeah, Run through them quickly He had Betch From Dundee United Cami Devlin Keanu Bacchus Kai Rolls Martin Boyle Nathaniel Atkinson uh, So you both get that Four all After four questions Good standard The last team Celtic played In the knockout stages Juve Oh my goodness no. Bodo Glimt oh, Technically oh. Of course Bodo Glimt um, and then that this is the point, James, isn't it? About trying to be quick because you were you were you matched them the full way, but you still get a bit of life left in the old legs yet. He stretched ahead at the end. Ryan Jack and Scott Wright scored in the Scottish Cup final, and the only previous World Cup winners who've not qualified for this year's tournament are Italy. They lost a playoff semi final against North Macedonia, so it's a six, no, a five, six. It's a six. It Come a six, on now, six-four victory for Kenny Miller. Hard lines, James. Congratulations, Cheer, Kenny. James. Congratulations. Good man, James and Postle Park. Definitely a good performance, just not quite good enough. See when you think about that, Italy. Remarkable, isn't it? I know. Always, always makes me wonder, Hugh, and I'll never know the answer. Think how hard we are on our international team. Yeah, we need no excuse to. Imagine we were actually really good. Imagine we were like Italy and we won the and then didn't qualify for the World Cup. We'd need a we'd need a twenty five hour special on this show. We get ourselves all worked up about anything that Scotland do wrong. What? How must they have reacted to that? Well, incredible. You know yourself. Life in Italy is lived at fever pitch. Uh, so it's just another thing along the way for them. Don't worry, folks. You're only a couple of days away from the big one, Qatar Ecuador. Oh, yeah. In the World Cup In two days time Hold me back It'll be kicking off Right about now Ten minutes ago I think Is it a seven o'clock kick off uh, So plenty to look forward to We'll maybe have a wee Maybe a wee chat About the World Cup later Or certainly tomorrow I'll get you to pick a team Hugh So you can have a wee uh, Think about it I don't know Kenny Miller He worked of course in Australia Does that mean he's Getting his Socceroos hat on We'll find out um, We're about to speak to Robert Who is a Partick Thistle fan I did say it earlier on Because When the Premier League's in full flow And particularly in this city When Celtic and Rangers Are going at it And there's high drama And there's Champions League And there's managerial speculation We don't always get The time Quite frankly To shine the light On the Championship As much as I would like And well, quite honestly It deserves it Because it's got a lot of uh, A lot of good stuff going on At the moment I suppose though Partick Thistle fans Won't be feeling too great About the recent run And that should be a cracker tomorrow Partick Thistle Against our broth Five uh, defeats in a row let's I mean, he, yeah, let, You're not entitled to be chuffed by that No And that's an understatement Let's but hear the, a bit from Ian McCall quickly Who he says he's, he's confident They can still get promoted He's thankful He's got the full backing of the board Despite six losses in a row I think In all competitions 
I mean, I think everybody just wants us to do well. I mean, the bottom line is, I know the way football is just now, certainly since I came back in, it's far worse than when I started. But, you know, we, what went on went on during COVID, demotion. But, you know, since we won the title and we finished fourth, we got the quarterfinal league cup and we were top of the league four weeks ago. So I think the body of work, it's not for me to say, but, you know, I'm, I'm very easy ozzy about it. I think there's an awful lot of support there. And I think if we get a team on the pitch and maybe do a couple of additions in January, then we'll be in the mix at the end of the season. I'm incredibly confident with that. The, the good thing for me is that I, I feel as if I've got the backing of an awful lot of paratrical people, not just the board, who are desperate to give me a proper chance to get this turned round with you know, everybody available to put in the team. Robert is a Partick Thistle fan on the line. How are you feeling about things at the moment, Robert? Um, to be honest, not really great. Um, what you guys said other than you know, six the defeats um, in a row, five in the league, and that cup game against Aberdeen. And to be honest, I think it's just time for Ian McCall to you know, go right now. That's my opinion. What, why in particular then? Because you, you heard that clip where you were hanging on He's referencing the good work that's been done before Believes he's got the, the sort of backing there Why should that not be the case? Um, to be honest um, you know, Being top of the league you know, um, Five weeks ago there And you know, and we're sitting you know, Eighth in the league you know, Anybody else Would be getting the sack finder I mean, would they, Hugh? Um, not necessarily. I mean, the whole of Ian's interview was based around the fact that he believes he has so much goodwill in the bank at directorial level and among supporters, unlike Robert, uh, that he will be given time to continue. They were top of the league a month ago, as Robert said. They're now eight points behind the United, but that in itself is far from the end of the story. Uh, they are the second top goal scorers After Air United um, But unfortunately for Ian All those goals came in the early part of the season They went to Pataudry And that uh, cup game Was attractive before it started And damaging by the time it ended Because it resulted in Injury problems that have not yet Cleared up for Ian McCall All to play for I think But tomorrow is crucial You've got a bro through a second bottom of the league you really, if you are a serious player, and he, Ian McCall, says that they'll be in the mix by the end of the season. If you are a serious player, you'll beat the second bottom team at your place tomorrow. That is the minimum requirement for Partick Thistle tomorrow. This is the beauty of having Kenny Miller on the show because he's played for everybody. So you're an authority on these subjects. Um, like the championship's so tight, Kenny. If you're in seventh place as Thistle are and you're six games in all competitions, five in the league. You know, on, on a losing run Yes, that in itself is not great But I mean, eight points to the top You're five points off second So for Ian McCall To have belief and, and publicly state That he still thinks they can get promoted It's not that outrageous, is it? Five points off second It's not that outrageous Because again, if you're talking about second You might as well talk about fourth Because it's playoffs Yeah, You know, so it's four points uh, I can understand the frustration. Six straight losses is is never going to kind of fill any fan uh, fully confidence that they can turn that around. But 
what would give it to me when Ian McCall's been over the course and distance, everything he referenced in his in his interview is, is positive stuff that he's achieved over the last over the last two or three seasons. I look at their squad. Their squad's capable. You know, they've got good strength and depth in that squad as well. I mean, he says about getting everybody on the pitch. I mean, I'm looking at the squad that played last week. That's 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 a really that'll be that'll be the top championship squad, in my opinion. Uh the players they've got there, <clears throat> they've played at higher levels, they're very, very experienced at the level. Uh score a lot of goals. Unfortunately, like you say, over these last five league games, I think of the twenty nine goals they've conceded, I think eighteen of them have been over the last five league games. So it's it's they're not in a good moment, but it can be, for me, absolutely confident they would at least be making playoffs. We're doing a lot of going over old ground tonight, Hugh. This is uh-huh. there can't be anyone who's got desire to open these wounds on a Friday night about the way the league was ended at the COVID season. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's taken us a long time to get over that. Maybe we'll revisit it at some point. Very quickly and generally speaking, it's the is it, it's noticeable that Ian McCall references that. Obviously, I understandably it, feels you know hard done by, yeah. and he had to then. You know, have the team bounce back and so on. Does that still go in his favour? If you're in Ian's position, you will bring that up because it it will get the, the floating voters, those those who are not of a mind to say him a call out. It gets them thinking, yeah, we were hard done by there, uh, and a grievance is a a good thing at a football club because it you know it drives you on. But tomorrow, against a broth, Ian. Great guy, long time in the game, player and manager. He knows, he must know, that a, a home defeat would not be tolerated. Yeah, how big is tomorrow, Robert? I've been at Firhill many times. It can be a demanding place. How will the how will the fans take it if it's not going well tomorrow? Um the fans will obviously no no take it. Um you know, and end of the day we have to Get start them um, play the fairy start and they will you know um, end of the day it's a chance for us to actually prove a point. Well, can we actually get the three points? And especially a team like our Brove, you know they've, they've been playing well. And end of the day, it's a perfect chance for us to you know. Pick up three points. Yeah, Kenny, season. I just wanted to get tap into Kenny's professional opinion on this one. Kenny, do you get those times when it's a burden at home? I mean, it's generally thought of as you know an advantage. Clearly, um, when you've got a big passion to support uh, and things are not going well, then it can be again. And that for me, that goes down to. The players and how they respond to it Are they wanting to hide and not really take responsibility Or do they want to stick their chest out And continue to try and do the right things To help their team you know, And, and put a performance in to turn it Because that's the only way you get through it It is cliche But the only way you get through these tough moments And these long kind of losing runs Is by hard work and by sticking together as a team Last and season Dick Campbell almost became manager of the year I was at the award ceremony He was at the table next to me And Ange Postacoglu Got the award. Oh, he wasn't happy either. No, was he? he was not happy. But that was the fairy tale. Now the reality is they're second bottom. They're in the mix for playoffs and the danger of going down to League One. Uh, they ought to be the kind of team that Partick Dis will look forward to playing tomorrow at Firhill. Good crowd. Mm. Um, so, therefore, the minimum. Requirement is a home win And then 
Ian McCall can fall back on that goodwill which he says exists at all levels, directorial, supporter level. Uh, but anything other than a home win and heaven forbid for Ian, a home defeat, then you're leaving yourself without a leg to stand I mean, up. I was momentarily forgetting the opposition when I said can playing at home when you're in a tough spot Ever be a burden You're not going to want to go to our broth in November To be <laughs> fair So uh, you'll take the, you'll take the game at Firhill all day long I thank you to Robert in Glasgow Any other Thistle fans out there Fans of the Championship Come on I know fine well And I don't like it But it's just sometimes very tough To give the Championship the time uh, When the big guns are playing And it's fever pitch in Glasgow So why not come on down And let us know what's on your mind As a Championship fan If you're, maybe you're off to another Maybe you are a Premiership fan but you're using this weekend wisely to go and check out your local team or a team that may mean something to you or a family member or a friend or whatever it may be 01419511025 and we'll get you a full-time teaser as well but before we do anything something much more important than finding out how bad Hugh and Kenny are at the full-time teaser Cash for Kids Mission Christmas It's J&D Pierce Structural Steelwork Specialists Proud to support the local community Yes, it is that time of the year As we know, Christmas fast approaching And I think it's safe to say It's going to be a particularly tough time For a lot of families this year That's just the harsh reality of it The cost of living crisis Making things more difficult for everyone But especially for those families Who are already close to that poverty line Which we obviously pay a lot of attention to every year And the sad reality is that Things look much worse this year Because of everything that's going on But you can help us make a difference By supporting Cash for Kids Mission Christmas Now to hear exactly What difference your money could make Here's Don Middleton From the Motherwell FC Community Trust Now As you might expect They're based at Fir Park And they try and combat Holiday hunger Over the school holidays Now we're talking about kids That go without a hot meal The full holidays Until they get back to school Which for some of us Doesn't bear thinking about So Don explains That they're welcome To take food home with them And some of the other work they do so at the end of the session, we put out a table and we have a bag of food and there's a, there's cereal bars, there's soup and there's pasta and sauce. So at the end of the day, you can take away a full day's meals for free. And it doesn't matter if you're paying, if you're not paying. If you want to take a bag, if you want to take three bags, that's absolutely fine. And we just have that so people don't feel judged. They don't, no one cares if you're taking a bag. The stats are disgraceful, quite frankly. One in two children in some parts of Glasgow in the West living in poverty. We're just trying to make a bit of a difference this Christmas. Nothing... Outrageous, just trying to make it a bit different for these children who are suffering at the moment. So we guarantee every penny goes straight back to those who do need it the most. And you can find out all the details on how to donate at Clyde1.com forward slash mission. That's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with the JD Pierce. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are about to be joined by Charlie Knightswood If he gives me just 30 seconds to set this up The Pony has sent you a good full-time teaser tonight I love the imagination out there Because it's obviously World Cup And the number of people managing to come up with World Cup themed questions Is brilliant It doesn't need to be World Cup themed You can send in a question on whatever you like And we will test the pundits with it So it's fulltime at Clyde1.com You've got a quiet couple of weeks, some of you So why not get your thinking caps on Excluding players currently playing in Scotland Can you name 11 Going to the World Cup Who've been on loan at a Scottish club At some point in their career So excluding players currently in Scotland 
Can you name 11 players Going to the World Cup Who've been on loan In Scotland At some point in their career James Madison Brilliant Well done it Looks like he's an injury doubt For the first game But he will be there Like that From your old partner in crime Oh brilliant Sharp Straight, really straight, sharp straight out the well. blocks I was impressed I'm just, with that. I'm just checking <laughs> Do you know the thing the is Cup? See when I saw I could see the way he was looking at me As I was reading out the question I knew yeah. he had one Denier He's been called up Pony why are you doing this no, to me? No was He might not have been lo- No he wasn't loan for City he wasn't, well, yeah. the, the pony never gets these things wrong as well He was a late call up though He just got called up this week I think eh? Ah maybe that's why Maybe right, he sent the question that. before then We'll add him on as an honorary member of the list yeah. Uh Schmeichel still going Yes yep. well done Any more for any more Just to kick us off And then we'll give you some time uh, Ramsey How could we forget Aaron Ramsey A fairly Famous or infamous Depending which way you want to look at it Loan spell At Ibrox last season So there we go Madison, Schmeichel, Ramsey We're looking for the rest And we're looking for more of your questions Full time at Clyde1.com Charlie is in Knightswood He's a Partick Thistle fan Where's it been going wrong Charlie? Uh, well it's just the way uh, uh, Things have been going In games where we're taking leads And we're losing them We can't guarantee we winning the game I mean that one at Dundee Where we're 2-0 up A completely different team came out in the second half And lost it Yeah Kenny that you get, See when you're on a bad run You get sort of different Ways of being on a, a bad run If you like Lose heavily Not great Then like Charlie says Something you know Taking the lead and chucking it Can be I don't know Worse maybe Or Just a different type of pain altogether Absolutely I mean 2-0 up uh, Was that at home as well? Yep. Yep, yeah 2-0 up at home uh, Again I'm going to reference the squad players really, I think it's a really really strong squad And then you come back Albeit against one of the one of the bigger teams in the league as well It's always going to be a tough game But when you throw that into Six defeats in a row And when you lose it in, in that way Particularly home games You know It's uh, it's no good reading So you can understand why Partick fans are, are, are pretty frustrated at the moment But I would uh, I would stick with it at the moment because I do feel, like I say, that squad of players, a manager that's been over the course and distance, that, and they're not too far behind despite that long losing run. They're not too far behind the playoffs. That's got to be the first port to call to get back into the top four. Previous caller wasn't sure about the manager anymore, Charlie. You still an Ian McCall fan, though? Uh, yes, I wouldn't like to see him lose his job. I mean, Hugh, it depends on what the sort of aim or, you know, what, what's, the, what's the official aim, if you like it. It can't be Win the league or you're sacked That sounds extremely harsh No So you would imagine The sort of Aim would be Playoff get, get, Exactly And at a time when you're just A couple of points off it I get, yeah. I get And something that um, Ian McCall referenced there Was the way football is now Yeah Because it is much more knee jerk Now don't get me wrong You can't change that It is what it is And various managers pay a price for it Um Bad run or not To be that close to the playoffs Well Yeah But There must come a point Where he starts to make A defence of himself And his team um, Rather than talk about Goodwill And things that have gone on In the past And our both at home With the greatest respect To Dick Campbell And Ian Campbell And the you know, Last season They very nearly got promotion But They have Made an almost 360 degree turn now In their second bottom And they're toiling 180 no? Well 
Aye. You're still heading in the same direction <laughs> if you go 360. Because you don't drive. I live in a complicated <laughs> world. You, do you live in a cul-de-sac? No. Up a hill. <laughs> um, they, they have to get the win tomorrow, Patrick Thistle. There comes a point where Ian McCall, you know, when he was at Dundee United, he, was, he went to Dundee United as one of the hottest managerial tickets in town. And ultimately, managers and their teams construct the grounds for dismissal. Now you you have to get going. You have to the road has to have a turning for Ian McCall, and it has to come tomorrow. I think because you you other than Hamilton who are rock bottom, you can't do any better than second bottom. Uh, so they must be our both. It does seem like one of those ones where it's like poised, Kenny. If you like, if we're talking about Partick being eight points off top, which isn't very much, or seven points off bottom, uh, nine points off bottom. Sorry, eight points off. Offer broth was what I meant to say who, who they do play tomorrow it's, it's, it's that sort of You know It never all comes down to one fixture But you could You could see why it makes a case For being Sort of Not season defining But defining Which way you're looking Is this the start of you looking up Or are you actually Conceding that you're down there Well if we're both win All of a sudden You could be dragged into it Cove obviously at home tomorrow And it'll be a tough game But you just never know You don't want to be hovering About that ninth spot In that that precarious position He'd been in the playoffs The one thing about the fixtures uh, Tomorrow Is four of the teams That are above them Are playing each other So if you can get the win Because of how tight it is You might find yourself Jumping a couple of spots you as well You want a couple so, of draws In other games maybe Yeah well listen If you got a couple of draws You're going to be Either jumping mm. a couple of spots But you're going to be A lot closer to where you want yeah, to be exactly. Initially which is top four I remember a Thistle fan A couple of weeks ago I'm always a half full Well that's what I was going to say Because the, the half empty version Remember a Thistle fan Came on a few weeks ago And saying Yes we're only X amount of points away But we need to overtake you know, six teams. We need to to be all of them. We need to to yeah, be all that of them. Now, yeah, that's uh, it. Doesn't really make sense. You're yeah, more of an optimist. It is because you, all you need to do is win games when it's that tight. Because everybody, because the league's so small, mm. we we a small amount of teams. Everybody's playing against each other. If you can go on a decent one and run, example hypothetically, half a part to go and win the next three, you'll find they'll probably be sitting third at worst. Uh, thank you, Charlie Knightswood. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Seamless transition time. Part of the reason that's so negative for Partick Thistle because the latest defeat was against Morton, who are not doing badly at all. In fact, they're flying high. And we're joined on the line now by Dean, who's a Morton fan. So much so he can find Dean on the Just One Cornetto podcast, which might be my favourite uh, podcast name uh, of recent times. Dean, how good does it feel to be a Morton fan at the moment? Flying high. We are. Um, we've taken some very positive steps on and off the park. We're now fan-owned. The fan group MCT are, are making positive strides off the park and very much matched on it. We've got a, a good young manager in, in Dougie Emery who recruited well. He's got a good shape. We are playing a playing a very, I think it's a, a very entertaining brand of football. And I think a big thing in the championship is always we're very, very hard to play against. And I think we've had we've had rewards for that so far this year. Yeah, I was we're talking about bad runs a minute ago. I mean, flip that in its head. Seven games in the last seven, five wins, two draws. That's why you find yourself second and three points off top. What's the key to that success been? I think there's a continuity with Emery. Some of that's been forced upon us. With I think we're we're running with the lowest score in the the championship this year in terms of numbers, but. The recruitment's been excellent. We have brought in some players from the lower leagues. Grant Gillespie and Jai Kutongo joined from Queen's Park. They've both had excellent seasons so far. Emery's also managed to to improve the, the fortunes of players that were already at the club. You look at 
guys like Robbie Muirhead, Cammy Blues, Lewis Strap, all all players that have been here for a long time, and Emery's managed to fit them into the system. So, yeah, it's absolutely credit to the manager and, and ultimately to the club for for taking the chance on a first time gaffer. Thing I like about the well, I like a lot about the Championship, Hugh, but in particular, and it, look, it's still tight, so we don't we don't need to dive in here with these uh-huh. big predictions. But as things stand, and it's arguably two of the surprise packages that, that are at the top. I'm sure Air fans and Morton fans had some optimism yep. um, about the season, but when you look at the size of some of the clubs below that, and obviously Dundee having not long ago been in the Premiership, and we've mentioned Partick, and we know Queen's Park are well backed, and you're never sure how the momentum is going to keep carrying Cove through the, the divisions, and Hamilton Ackies, as we know, long-time members of the Premiership. So to see Aaron Morton leading the way at the moment is, is fascinating. Tomorrow is a good... Indicator of where we're going here Because Morton are at Cove uh, Who are not Going all that well I would fancy Morton there tomorrow And the Air are away Inverness, Cali, Thistle Where you know, anything happens up there uh, So the right sequence of results And Dean is looking at Morton Going back to the top of the table tomorrow So the whole league Is terrific It's fascinating You, you couldn't Hang your hat on anyone from this distance And say they're the champions And they'll be in the playoffs it, There's still an awful lot of swings and roundabouts yet I mean Dean Is there an unexpected nature to this second after 15 games And you've got Effie Ambrose backflipping With his goal celebration at Capital Things you maybe never thought you would see Ambrose has been an excellent addition Obviously it's outside the transfer window we were struggling with Alan Lithgow, I think, with a shoulder injury. Darrell Connor was out with a, a hand injury. I think he needed surgery on. So, again, it probably underlines how impressive Emery's recruitment's been. We don't have players with the pedigree and the background of Effie Ambrose playing for Morton every day. So, yeah, it's been a, an excellent addition and long may it continue. Kenny, I don't know, is that a surprise for you? It is a surprise for me yeah. It is I mean I, I did watch it At the start of the season And it was in the Cups Obviously And it's a new manager In the building as well It takes a bit of time But they looked, I don't think Their, their squad was uh, Fully assembled At that point But they, they toiled I thought they, they, they didn't look great But Lee Bullen's done An incredible job there I mean you're, And you're right to point out That Partick Thistles The Dundees Inverness Who's been over the course And distance mm. in that league For a number of years Obviously playoffs Last year as well That They've probably got Bigger budgets as well uh, Probably Players, if you're shopping in that same market, they probably drop with the greatest respect. Rather rather go to Dundee or or Partick Thistle as well. So as a surprise, but again, it's testament to the job both Lee and Doogie are doing at their clubs. Uh, any reason why it, it, it doesn't continue, Dean? I'm sure you're riding the crest of the wave. What have you made of the the manager in particular? Is he one to to keep an eye on? Do you think he's he's on an upward trajectory as a young manager? I think so. I think it can't be understated the the galvanising effect that he's had on the club. When you look, it was it was almost this time last year that that Gus McPherson was relieved of his duties and there was a bit of a cloud over the club. I think the the fan group that are, that were in the process of, of buying over the club at that point were maybe struggling to find their feet a little bit. And you look, Emery came in, results improved. We obviously we, we got ourselves into a safe enough place in the championship last year and it gave us something to build on. And yeah, you then look, Emery kind of spoke last season about he wanted to play 4-3-3. The players that we had at our disposal last year probably didn't allow us to do that. This year, we've come in, we've played 4-3-3, and again, I think, in the Championship, it's 
there's a knack to being difficult to beat and difficult to play against. And I think that's probably the main characteristic of this this Morton side at the moment, where we are difficult to play against. Teams know that they're in a game and then we've managed to get we've managed to get guys like Jai Katongo and Robbie Muirhead hitting form and yeah, that that was the kind of last piece of the jigsaw. If we can maybe add a body or two in, in forward areas in January, then by all means there's every chance that we could be in with a shout up at the at the business end come the end of the season. I but just want to see to go. Dean, I just want to see Jota and Antonio Cholak at Capelor. Go on then, son. He scored the goals in the Champions League. Go on then, son. Have a bit of this. <laughs> I was going to say, does personal circumstance allow a trip to Cove tomorrow? Dini making the trip? I am. Um, hopefully the, the roads will, will let us get there. I know there's been some issues with flooding, but it's a new ground for me. Um, looking forward to going up. Yeah, do you know, it's one, see, I've, I've never been. It's one of the, I've, I've not got many left to tick off, Aww. but since I had the pleasure, if that's the right word, of being in here with you lot on a Saturday afternoon and didn't Get the chance to tour as many grounds And Cove have since come up So enjoy it on my behalf Dean That was Dean Morton fan And you can find Dean on the Just One Cornetto podcast Thanks for speaking to us Dean Good man that was Dean on the line there 01419511025 Can you give me the exact wording of the, the teaser again? Hold on How can you be struggling with the wording? You flew in with the quickest correct answer I've, I've ever heard But I've forgotten now. Right we're looking for Not including current players who are here 11 players going to the World Cup who've been on loan to Scottish football at some point in the past. You've mentioned James Madison, Aberdeen, Casper Schmeichel, Falkirk, Aaron Ramsey. We've just sort of left the Nair as like an honorary member. Technically speaking, Dylan Levitt was here on loan before he became their property. Yeah, he's yeah, he's not on the list probably. Oh no, but he's, he's currently here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so. Jeremy Frimpong, was he here on loan initially? No, he was a Permanent signing Celtic sold him for money Jason Cummings Jason Cummings oh. Is Suter There Harry Suter Also going with Australia Well done And another Australian I've got McLaren Oh that's a good shout Jamie McLaren yep. Alone to Hibs Well done yep. Yeah he's yep. there Okay we'll try and get the rest And more of your calls next Scottish football's League leader This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard we are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here And if you want to join in there's still time 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB We've been talking the championship It's going to be good to shine the spotlight on the lower leagues this weekend And for the next couple of weeks We've also got a full time teaser on the go And we're about to speak to Brian Who is on the line as well So your question tonight Excluding players currently in Scotland can you name 11 players going to the World Cup who've been on loan here at some point in their career? So that would be guys like James Madison, Casper Schmeichel, Aaron Ramsey, Jason Cummings, Harry Souter, Jamie McLaren. You eventually stumbled on that Australia one and you've made good headway. Yeah, but I'm, I'm out. You're out already? Are you? Wow, okay. I'm, I'm racking brain here. Was Gareth Bale about the Yankees or anything? He wasn't. You're not. Done with Wales yet Don't that. get me wrong Look, There's a couple on here That are really tough Really really tough But you're not quite done with Wales And Goalkeeper Ward Yes Danny Ward So like James Madison Was also on loan At Aberdeen Now there is a s- In fact You're also not done with Australia By the way No That should be a bit easier 
Uh, we need to come back to it I think you This guy has Played for Three clubs in Scotland Jackson Irvine Jackson oh. Irvine Well done And there is another Celtic one That you've not got yet And how then there's Two that are Brutally difficult Celtic one how far back? Not that far back no far. Not that far We'll leave that with you Let's bring in Brian Who is a Celtic fan In Canada um, Great to have you Brian How are you tonight? Excellent Gordon How you doing Kenny? Yeah, good, Brian. And as well. Yeah, we're all good. We're all good, Brian. What's your point for the guys? I just wanted to ask them about uh, the Juranovic uh, contract situation. Whether whether or not they think Celtic should, you know, maybe offer him a more enticing deal to stay in Scotland, or do you think uh, it's inevitable that we're probably going to lose him with an offer that comes in maybe uh, in January? Good question, well, Hugh. First of all, you're going to have to get an offer, uh, and if it is a sensational offer then Ange Postacoglu would use the money to fund incoming players. Uh, and he's done that very cleverly since he became Celtic manager. So you, there's much speculation about mm. who might be in for Juranovic, but Celtic need to see the colour of their yeah. money, whoever it is. I mean, yeah, I couldn't disagree with that. Celtic seem to be suggesting that they are braced for offers, that great phrase that only appears in newspapers, yeah. but... I don't know, Kenny will maybe know more of this. That do you tend to sort of know you know if you're so called braced for offers, do you, do you kinda know that there are clubs there that, that might be having a sniff or Absolutely have been putting not. the feelers out, you know, it's not it's not something you just pluck out of no, thin air. Listen, you, you don't wake up one morning, turn on Sky Sports News and see you moved. You know, that there's there's definitely there's contact, definitely leading into transfer windows. Uh so you'll have a fair idea of where you kinda stand and in the thoughts of the other teams, there's no doubt about it. He's had a he's had a brilliant season, you know. Uh, so far, he's really, really. I think the way that he plays in Celtic's team will, will be quite appealing to a, a lot of clubs, not just maybe in England but in Europe as well. So I would. He's one of these players. I think when you heard Dan's talk a, a few weeks back about we need to deal with the, mm-hmm. the fact we need to embrace the fact that we could lose players, uh, it has to be our model moving forward. He'll be one of the players that are in that bracket. Usually, when we get into these conversations it's because there's this but you know the the two year or the 18 month marks you think well it needs to be sold now if he's not going to sign a new deal he's under contract to 2026 so Celtics if in terms of commanding a fee that puts you in a fairly strong position so Brian's question is are you are you really pushing the boat out to extend that or are you just hoping or expecting that you get good value in January and you do it then? Well, you're going to get great value probably for the next two years, you know, right. in, in relation to a lengthy contract that size. What it comes down to is, firstly, what kind of level is he coming in on? You know, because sometimes players will come in on maybe not like the bigger wages of the, of the teams, particularly the players that are maybe a little bit more on, uh, sorry, less known. And it's then, is your performance you deserve the reward of a new contract? Whereas, that's a question for Ange. I mean, he seems a very, very important player uh, within the starting lineup, the starting eleven, but also to how they play. So, uh, again, he might have came on big money, you know, signed a long contract, so absolutely not, then we're not going to. But if he's coming on a low level uh, to get in, in the door, he's, I think mm. he's proved his Although worth. we did have a caller on Wednesday who said he'd rather have Anthony Ralston. We did, we did. It's all about opinions, as the old saying goes. What's your feeling, Brian? How much do you rate... Juranovic, uh, how much would you be willing to let him go for the right price? Well, I mean, that seems to be the model that Celtic have been using and it's been very well from a business standpoint. Uh, I think he's done very well. 
uh, he works hard. He, you know, technically he's, he's the one that takes uh, penalties. So, I mean, he is important. I mean, he's, he's missed a few, but uh, I think uh, Anthony Ralston's done an incredible job when he comes in. Uh, his work rate's phenomenal. Um, he's uh, assisted important goals for us. He scored important goals for us. So um, I, I think personally they should be pushing the envelope to get him on higher money. I think uh, if we do end up inevitably losing him, if he has a good World Cup and a, a, a good bid comes in for him, I'm not saying – I don't even know what would be a fair result or remember how much we paid for him um, – if we can make a, a, a healthy profit from a, a bid from him, I, I don't think we're dropping down too far of a level with having Ralston step in that spot. Ange Postacoglu has prepared the way for this because he spoke about being well down the road in terms of the January dealings. Mm-hmm. He's got things all organised. Um, so I, I just wonder if they know mm-hmm. Juranovic yeah. is going and they know where he's going. And to be fair, if you look at any other area of that pitch though, even if... Anthony Ralston is the so-called number one, the heir to that role. Yeah, definitely sign another one anyway. Oh, for sure. You know, you get Taylor and Burnaby constantly rotate, and then same in the front areas. You can't, you can't have uh, someone who's uh, going to the World Cup and lose him without bringing yeah. in another player of quality. I must admit, Kenny, I'm surprised a bit. Not because I rate Juranovic. Nobody cares what I think about players. That's not what I'm here for. But. I, I just thought he was universally rated. I didn't realise, right? So we had the caller the other night who you know, much preferred Anthony Ralston. I've just had a message from a boy is born, B-H-O-Y, you know, Celtic fan. Worst defender at the club, punt him. I just <laughs> didn't... I, and I know we all have all opinions, spoken. blah, blah, blah. I just didn't think that range of opinions existed on Juranovic. So there we go. I, 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 would, you, I think that's pretty harsh. Uh, it's a harsh statement. What the one thing is when he's playing in that position for Celtic, he doesn't get asked to defend too much. You know they're on the ball a lot. You see him drifting inside. You see him really in an attacking sense. He's had good games in defences. You know what I'm thinking like against Ryan Kent in the the, and I know Ryan Kent got scored in the Ibrooks game yeah. in the was it the four 0 last season, or three 0 Sorry. Listen, he's what I mean is he's not tested too much. Mm-hmm. He's had his moments. I think even the the worst that I've seen him defend was. In the lead up to the Aaron Ramsey yeah, opening goal, you know, when Kent came and spun him, he got he got done by a good bit of movement that mm-hmm. day. That was it. But I think he's been pretty solid otherwise. All right, thank you, Brian. A pleasure as always. You take care. Absolutely, take care, guys. Good, good man. Brian. That was Brian on the line. Right, you've got two more. I think of players not currently playing in Scotland. I think they, we're three by uh, not. But, but they have been on loan here at some point, and they're going to the World Cup. <sighs> oh, don't like that silence. Uh, Elianusi, is he? No. Oh, you are looking for three, right? So the Celtic one. Yeah. Here's the only clue you need. Uh-huh. Famous footballing father. Oh, here we go. Come on, you. Oh, come on. Proper famous footballing father. Like best player in the world at one point. Famous footballing father. And he's going to the World Cup with the USA. Oh, mind oh my blank. God, it's on. a terrible time for a mind Weir. blank. Timothy Weir. Oh, yeah. Well done, right? The other two are brutal. Although Kenny, I wonder. Nah, I'm not sure. Time wise, he was loaned to Dundee, and is going to the World Cup with Senegal. No, no I'm out. Seni Dieng. Oh, Seni, of course he is. I played with him. I, was, I, was, I, was, I thought you might have, but I didn't want to dive in. So and the last one's really tough. He was on loan to Kelly, and he's going with Canada. Tough this. 
Had a good little spell at Kilmarnock though, but brief. Ah, yeah, and I think this is tough because I'll just put you out your misery. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Liam Miller. Remember a couple of years ago? No. Anyway, thank you to the guys. Hughes back tomorrow with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson and GBX up next.